This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What does it look like to read the New Testament through the eyes of Native North American storytellers? Keep listening to find out more about the First Nations version. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Jeremiah chapter 51, verses 36 through 58. Therefore, the Lord says, I will stand up for your cause. I will pay the Babylonians back for what they have done to you. I will dry up their sea. I will make their springs run dry. Babylon will become a heap of ruins. Jackals will make their home there. It will become an object of horror and a hissing scorn, a place where no one lives. The Babylonians are all like lions roaring for prey. They are like lion cubs growling for something to eat. When their appetites are all stirred up, I will set out a banquet for them. I will make them drunk so that they will pass out. They will fall asleep forever. They will never wake up, says the Lord. I will lead them off to be slaughtered like lambs, rams, and male goats. See how Babylon has been captured. See how the pride of the whole earth has been taken. See what an object of horror Babylon has become among the nations. This sea has swept over Babylon. She has been covered by a multitude of its waves. The towns of Babylonia have become heaps of ruins. She has become a dry and barren desert. No one lives in those towns anymore. No one even passes through them. I will punish the god Bel and Babylon. I will make him spit out what he has swallowed. The nations will not come streaming to him any longer. Indeed, the walls of Babylon will fall. Get out of Babylon, my people. Flee to save your lives from the fierce anger of the Lord. Do not lose your courage or become afraid because of the reports that are heard in the land. For a report will come in one year. Another report will follow in the next. There will be violence in the land, with ruler fighting against ruler. So the time will certainly come when I will punish the idols of Babylon. Her whole land will be put to shame. All her mortally wounded will collapse in her midst. Then heaven and earth and all that is in them will sing for joy over Babylon. For destroyers from the north will attack it, says the Lord. Babylon must fall because of the Israelites she has killed, just as the earth's mortally wounded fell because of Babylon. You who escaped the sword, go. Do not delay. Remember the Lord in a faraway land. Think about Jerusalem. We are ashamed because we have been insulted. Our faces show our disgrace. 
for foreigners have invaded the holy rooms in the Lord's temple. Yes, but the time will certainly come, says the Lord, when I will punish her idols. Throughout her land, the mortally wounded will groan. Even if Babylon climbs high into the sky and fortifies her elevated stronghold, I will send destroyers against her, says the Lord. Cries of anguish will come from Babylon, the sound of great destruction from the land of the Babylonians. For the Lord is ready to destroy Babylon and put an end to her loud noise. Their waves will roar like turbulent waters. They will make a deafening noise. For a destroyer is attacking Babylon. Her warriors will be captured. Their bows will be broken. For the Lord is a God who punishes. He pays back in full. I will make her officials and wise men drunk along with her governors, leaders, and warriors. They will fall asleep forever and never wake up, says a king whose name is the Lord of Heaven's armies. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. Babylon's thick wall will be completely demolished. Her high gates will be set on fire. The peoples strive for what does not satisfy. The nations grow weary trying to get what will be destroyed. 2 Kings chapter 24 verses 10 through 19. At that time, the generals of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon marched to Jerusalem and besieged the city. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to the city while his generals were besieging it. King Jehoiachin of Judah, along with his mother, his servants, his officials, and his eunuchs, surrendered to the king of Babylon. The king of Babylon, in the eighth year of his reign, took Jehoiachin prisoner. Nebuchadnezzar took from them all the riches in the treasuries of the Lord's temple and of the royal palace. He removed all the gold items that King Solomon of Israel had made for the Lord's temple, just as the Lord had warned. He deported all the residents of Jerusalem, including all the officials and all the soldiers, 10,000 people in all. This included all the craftsmen and those who worked with metal. No one was left except for the poorest among the people of the land. He deported Jehoiachin from Jerusalem to Babylon, along with the king's mother and wives, his eunuchs, and the high-ranking officials of the land. The king of Babylon deported to Babylon, all the soldiers, there were 7,000, as well as 1,000 craftsmen and metal workers. This included all the best warriors. The king of Babylon made Mataniah, Jehoiachin's uncle, king in Jehoiachin's place. He renamed him Zedekiah. Zedekiah's reign over Judah. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he ruled for 11 years in Jerusalem. His mother was Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah from Libna, hidden evil in the sight of the Lord, as Jehoiakim had done. Second Chronicles chapter 36, verses 10 through 14. At the beginning of the year, King Nebuchadnezzar ordered him to be brought to Babylon along with the valuable items in the Lord's temple. In his place, Nebuchadnezzar made Jehoiachin's relative Zedekiah king over Judah and Jerusalem. Zedekiah's reign. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he ruled for 11 years in Jerusalem. He did evil in the sight of the Lord his God. He did not humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet, the Lord's spokesman. He also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, who had made him vow allegiance in the name of God. He was stubborn and obstinate and refused to return to the Lord God of Israel. All the leaders of the priests and people became more unfaithful and committed the same horrible sins practiced by the nations. They defiled the Lord's temple, which he had consecrated in Jerusalem. Jeremiah chapter 52, verses 1 through 2. The Fall of Jerusalem. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he ruled in Jerusalem for 11 years. His mother's name was Hamutal, daughter of Jeremiah, from Libna. He did what displeased the Lord, just as Jehoiakim had done. Jeremiah chapter 37, verses 1 through 21. Introduction to Incidents During the Reign of Zedekiah Zedekiah, son of Josiah, succeeded Jeconiah, son of Jehoiakim, as king. 
he was elevated to the throne of the land of Judah by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Neither he nor the officials who served him nor the people of Judah paid any attention to what the Lord said through the prophet Jeremiah. The Lord responds to Zedekiah's hope for help. King Zedekiah sent Jehuqal, son of Shelemiah, and the priest Zephaniah, son of Messiah, to the prophet Jeremiah to say, Please pray to the Lord our God on our behalf. Now Jeremiah had not yet been put in prison, so he was still free to come and go among the people as he pleased. At that time, the Babylonian forces had temporarily given up their siege against Jerusalem. They had it under siege, but withdrew when they heard that the army of Pharaoh had set out from Egypt. The Lord's message came to the prophet Jeremiah. This is what the Lord God of Israel has said. This is what you must say to the king of Judah who sent you to seek my help. Beware. Pharaoh's army that was on its way to help you is about to go back home to Egypt. Then the Babylonian forces will return. They will attack the city and will capture it and burn it down. Moreover, I, the Lord, warn you not to deceive yourselves into thinking that the Babylonian forces will go away and leave you alone, for they will not go away. For even if you were to defeat all the Babylonian forces fighting against you so badly that only wounded men were left lying in their tents, they would get up and burn the city down. Jeremiah is charged with deserting, arrested, and imprisoned. The following events also occurred while the Babylonian forces had temporarily withdrawn from Jerusalem because the army of Pharaoh was coming. Jeremiah started to leave Jerusalem to go to the territory of Benjamin. He wanted to make sure he got his share of the property that was being divided up among his family there, but he only got as far as the Benjamin gate. There an officer in charge of the guards named Arijah, who was a son of Shelemiah and the grandson of Hananiah, stopped him. He seized Jeremiah and said, You are deserting to the Babylonian. Jeremiah answered, That's a lie. I am not deserting to the Babylonians. But Arijah would not listen to him. Arijah put Jeremiah under arrest and took him to the officials. The officials were very angry with Jeremiah. They had him flogged and put in prison in the house of Jonathan, the royal secretary, which they had converted into a place for confining prisoners. So Jeremiah was put in prison in a cell in the dungeon in Jonathan's house. He was kept there for a long time. Then King Zedekiah had him brought to the palace. There he questioned him privately and asked him, Is there any message from the Lord? Jeremiah answered, Yes, there is. Then he announced, You will be handed over to the king of Babylon. Then Jeremiah asked King Zedekiah, What crime have I committed against you or the officials who serve you or the people of Judah? What have I done to make you people throw me into prison? Where now are the prophets who prophesied to you that the king of Babylon would not attack you or this land? But now, please listen, your royal majesty, and grant my plea for mercy. Do not send me back to the house of Jonathan, the royal secretary. If you do, I will die there. Then King Zedekiah ordered that Jeremiah be committed to the courtyard of the guardhouse. He also ordered that a loaf of bread be given to him every day from the baker's streets until all the bread in the city was gone. So Jeremiah was kept in the courtyard of the guardhouse. New Testament reading. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 through 15. Paul and his opponents. I wish that you would be patient with me in a little foolishness, but indeed you are being patient with me. For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, because I promised you in marriage to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. But I am afraid that just as the serpent deceived Eve by his treachery, your minds may be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus different from the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit than the one you received, or a different gospel than the one you accepted, you put up with it well enough. For I consider myself 
not at all inferior to those super apostles. And even if I am unskilled in speaking, yet I am certainly not so in knowledge. Indeed, we have made this plain to you in everything, in every way. Or did I commit a sin by humbling myself so that you could be exalted because I proclaimed the gospel of God to you free of charge? I robbed other churches by receiving support from them so that I could serve you. When I was with you and was in need, I was not a burden to anyone for the brothers who came from Macedonia fully supplied my needs. I kept myself from being a burden to you in any way and will continue to do so. As the truth of Christ is in me, this boasting of mine will not be stopped in the regions of Achaia. Why? Because I do not love you? God knows I do. And what I am doing, I will continue to do so that I may eliminate any opportunity for those who want a chance to be regarded as our equals in the things they boast about. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Therefore, it is not surprising his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will correspond to their action. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, O God, that you are holy, holy, holy. Thank you that you are the thrice holy God who calls one and puts down another, O God. It's clear, O God, that that prophetic anointing, that prophetic calling is a heavy one. It is not for the faint of heart. Prophets don't belong on the payroll. It's not a fancy calling. It requires much sacrifice, much suffering, agony, because there's a deep, deep love for the people of God to see that the people of God would become what they are already in Christ, oh God. So would you help us to execute the threefold anointing that you've given us, oh God, as believers? Thank you that we share in the anointing of Christ, that threefold anointing of prophet, priest, and king. Would you help us to live into that, no matter what the cost is, no matter what the sacrifice, entrusting ourselves to you, knowing that our reward is in you and that the crown of life awaits us those who remain faithful to the call, those who remain faithful to the gospel. Thank you, O God, for this passage here in 2 Corinthians where Paul is talking about, you know, did you receive another Jesus? Have you heard from another Jesus, different from the one that we proclaim? Did you receive a different spirit from the one that you received? Did you receive a different gospel that you now adhere to. God, I thank you for this passage, oh God, because it's so easy to begin to follow and to believe on counterfeit Jesuses, to begin to follow and to believe on counterfeit spirits, to begin to believe and to follow on counterfeit gospels. And it is so prevalent in our days right now, oh God, left and right. We see false prophets, false apostles claiming to proclaim your gospel and your truth, oh God, all over social media. Pick whatever app you want to pick, oh God, but we see that they are out there, oh God, dressed as angels of light or servants of righteousness, but inwardly, inwardly, they're ravenous wolves serving Satan. God, I pray. I pray that you would grant them repentance, oh God, those false prophets, those false apostles, those false teachers, that you where grant them repentance and that your kindness would lead them to repentance and repair, making reparations for the harms that they have committed against people. 
by telling them that the broad way is the way of life, oh God, when we know it is a narrow road that is the way of life, telling them that any and everybody who can enter heaven and that they don't need to go through Jesus, they don't need to believe on Jesus exclusively, oh God, get your church together. By the power of the Spirit, would you help bring forth repentance, bring forth revival, oh God? And would you raise up, raise up true servants of righteousness whose lives, whose speech, whose conduct aligns with the gospel, whose conduct aligns with the superintending power of the Holy Spirit, whose lives and witness aligns with Jesus of Nazareth, the true Jesus who is seated at the right hand of God the Father right now, making intercession for us. This Jesus is the one by whom all people can be saved if they proclaim that they believe on Jesus, who is the one who died for our sins and rose again and will return. This Jesus is coming back for those who are waiting for him. So Lord, would you help us Keep us walking in the light. Keep us in the narrow way. Help us not to swerve to the left or to the right, but to trust in you and to persevere and to endure until the very end. I pray all of this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Many First Nation tribes communicate with the cultural and linguistic thought patterns found in their original tongues. The First Nations version recounts the Creator's story, the Christian scriptures, following the tradition of Native storytellers' oral cultures. This way of speaking, with its simple yet profound beauty and rich cultural idioms, still resonates in the hearts of First Nations people. Get your copy of this rich and beautiful New Testament translation today from ivypress.com. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code THE WORD. That's promo code T H E W O R D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Something to say